Hello, my name is James Morgan. Uh, I've uh, been a disciple for 30 years. I was baptized in 1990 and uh, I'm married to the beautiful Deirdre Morgan, Nee McGeorgan, um, which sounds almost exactly the same. Hi, my name is Deirdre Morgan um, and I've been a disciple 28 years, a little bit after James, early 90s. Um, I was 21 when I got baptised. So I'm going to read my first question. What does love mean to you? Um, so yeah, love, what does love mean to me? I mean, the first thing that pops into my head, love is God. Um, uh, also, the first thing that pops into my head is I didn't really understand love I didn't even have a concept of love that was very well defined like prior to 1990 when I was 21 years old. Um, I remember um, being like stoned on cannabis and writing the word wife on the side of a table in the, in, you know, one of my tables that I probably picked off a skip at the time and just staring at it. And I didn't really have a clear idea how, how I was going to get to that stage. So. Um, I didn't even really want to have a definition of it, but now, like, I mean, it's just very, very clearly defined. So it's, it's 1 Corinthians 13, you know, 4, verse 4 onwards. Um, and it's, it's also like, you know, listening to people, um, higher, higher function, like, you know, giving, serving people with, with your being. Um, you know, like being patient with people. I mean, obviously that's part of the definition right there in First Corinthians. But um, yeah, like it's um, it's laying down your life, like being prepared to uh, be second as well, like be second, third, fourth, fifth, or last. Mostly being last. Um, a lot of times, like let's say in the last 15, 20 years, it's been more about just being the last person to have an opinion about something um, in a situation where it might cause any kind of upset of any kind. Um, so just, you know, bearing with those kind of situations, long suffering. Yeah, that's mostly for me. And also I think like practically speaking, like taking care of people's practical needs, um, a lot of that as well, like, you know. Mm. You know, what you said, James, really, um, I agree with a lot of it. I think for me, I was given fairly good role models of love as a, as a child. I think the, for me it is long suffering, I would agree with that 100%. And I saw a lot of sacrifice, particularly on my mom's part, to raise six children, you know, between the age of zero to eight, you know, like steps. So I saw a lot of a lot of that. Um, but I think it, the bar got raised when I read the Bible and saw that long suffering is not just for people within your own family, within your own culture, but is for everyone. 
and as you said like patience is really really important um, just to go beyond the normal levels of patience and um, you know being a Christian I believe is the only way that you can actually persevere to that extent and really love to have the strength to keep loving to keep being long-suffering to keep bearing with and you know I think the scripture 1 Corinthians 13 really defines it perfectly you know the first aspect is patience I think you can't you can't really do the other bits without patience you can't love fully you've got to have that foundation of patience um, and I think a little bit similar to what you were saying about being the last I think um, it says in Romans, you've got to honour one another above yourself. Um, so, which is a really lofty kind of exalted view of love, and to really value the other person's opinion, and to really give them space, give them time to process things. I think that's what I've learned as well. Um, in my journey so far on this journey of love really because um, that's the Christian walk is very much about about that um, so it's just giving people time and space to express themselves not jumping in not being quick to being quick to listen slow to speak and um, not letting the judgments fly which I would have done as a younger person so I think that's what love means to me. Oh, is it my question, though? I think it's mine. If you could change one thing about our relationship, what would it be? Oh, gosh. You're asking me. Well, I think it would have changed our whole life absolutely radically and dramatically. Um, but if we'd had 10 kids, like, starting from when we got married I mean this would be a different video completely <laughs> but yeah obviously we didn't but no. you know um, I think it, we've grown in it but I think our, we can be both very reactionary so um, we've learned to sort of count to ten delay our reactions, delay our responses. Um, I think we're both sort of artistic creatives That's in our soul, so we just tend to respond very quickly. So um, I think just slowing the reactions down and that, that would have been, that would be the one thing that I would say that could change. Yeah. If God granted you a generous song, lump sum, where would you take us? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I think God owes me. I mean, publicly <laughs> speaking, um, I gave up what has now come to be known as a quarter of a million pound inheritance. So he, he owes me, is it a hundred times as much? Yeah. I think so. so 100 times a quarter million is 25 million. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm I'm 51 now. I don't know how I'm going to get this 25 million, but I still believe that somehow it's coming. Somehow, <laughs> I don't know. So if I got 25 million, um, where would I take you? you like to go? <laughs> I can't think. We've been to so many places. I haven't been to Finland yet. We've been to all the other Scandinavian yeah. countries. I think like we would have a missionary tour like like what Kip has. That would be good, right? So we go back to Abidjan mm-hmm. on the way. Mm-hmm. So maybe we start off like visiting France, Stockholm, Amsterdam. Go to Finland and talk to some of your old friends there possibly touch base I mean there's a hundred churches in the world right mm. we've got a hundred churches in the movement we could have a goal of visiting every single one of them you'd probably enjoy that wouldn't you as long as it's over <laughs> you know not like a whistle t- stop tour yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. but like if there was one place like one place like I said Finland is the only place I haven't been to so really you'd only want like if there was one place that's what I, the only thing I can think of off the top yeah. of my head mm. yeah I think for you the places that you like are you like the Lake District um obviously Scotland now that you know you're planning to go that you you know you like anywhere with hills because that's where you were born you were born in the mountains so um so yeah, I think anywhere where there's mountains yeah. to climb, where you could go camping, it's not necessarily about going to a nice hotel or you'd like to be out there exploring the wilderness, mm. seeing seeing the little animals, you know, the wildlife. Something Somewhere like, like Lesotho, South Africa. Really in the heat? I don't think you like heat. No, but there's big mountains there. Yeah. So anywhere that's cold, yeah. that's got mountains. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why. That's why I take you. Mhm. Is it your question now? Yeah. Uh, tell me what your biggest challenge has been in our marriage. Oh. I think just uh, remaining calm and not reacting and controlling my anger really that's been the, the main thing so to, to to leave room for lots of other types of reactions instead the pleading uh, the pleading voice the uh, the saying nothing the silence, they're giving it a couple of hours to calm down and dissipate, different things like that. So yeah, just, just being patient and, and calm and not needing to say anything in a specific moment as a reaction. Hmm. It's taken like, we're married like 19 years, right? So in April, yeah. In April. So yeah, it's taken a good 15, 16 years to get better. Yeah. Um, similar, but I think 
the reactions yeah I mentioned that before but I think um I think just being very I can be very judgmental you know so if I see anger or anything like that or I just immediately label the person so I've learned not to be judgmental um I think just coming from quite a big Irish family myself where you know it's the the saying is true there's like Irish people are very temperamental they express their anger and I was always fighting against that growing up I was the calm one in the family maybe middle child whatever so I always had this kind of contempt for anger I would really label people and um for it so now I realize it's just another reaction out of many reactions so I think not to have been so judgmental be very quick to you know what the Bible say don't be passing judgment on each other you know make up your mind to stop passing judgment so not be so quick to pass judgment to be quick to pass encouragement rather than pass judgment What do you love the most about me? Oh gosh. I mean, it's uh, one of the th- one of the main things at the minute. It's that um, you're like a professional wife. You're like you know you're you're really good at being a wife because you've you've got you've had nineteen years of it, you know, and you've kind of grown a lot in different areas during that time so that you're very loving and caring and taking care of me like physically you know doing stuff for me or like acts of service but also like just you've like changed so many little things over the years um to make yourself more like i want you to be Mm. so I'm very satisfied like it's hard to yeah what's the question again what do you love the most yeah just that you've grown so much like yeah you've grown so much I mean it it used to be before that you'd persevered a lot Mm. because you went through a lot of stuff like before you were, we were married during that 10 years um, after you got baptized. But but now it's like how far you've come that you're so, that you've got it together. Like, you know, you're, you're a great professional person and a great woman in the women's ministry and a great wife. Just that, you know, that you're, you're really polished in different ways like you know what I mean all different ways and I like I was telling you the other day you know but when I look at other people like who are married a long time you know people with good marriages even who are not Christians like Muslims or just people who have good marriages that have worked on it for a long time they they have this kind of smooth relationship you know what I mean where they kind of like I don't know, they, they, people look at them and they kind of think, wow, they're almost like a brother and sister, like, you know, they're very similar. Hmm. Like, that, that's kind of what I like about our, our you, like, at the minute, that we're, you've got that kind of relationship with me. Um, 
I think it's just the ideas that you have, like, you've got, you've always, like, had the experience of working with all kinds of different people, like uh, learning disabilities, mental health, elderly care. Um, so you've always had, like, um, an intuition about people, uh, not just relying on information about people but um you have an intuition about people and that you're very good with sort of non-verbal stuff um and there's different people that we study the bible with or just are in the church who have special needs of one kind or another it could be mental health it could be um, some kind of learning disability or whatever and um, you just have a very deep intuition about how to help these people and it's almost like you see it like it's like a pathway in the NHS we have pathways don't we like you know pathway for this pathway for that how to deal with um, a certain illness etc you've got a whole pathway that's laid out how you're supposed to help this person and I think that's how you think it's like there's a whole pathway when you see somebody you're like no we've got to tailor things to help this person so I know that when I come to you for advice you're going to give me a whole pathway you know and that's very reassuring because um, it gives a light at the end of the tunnel because some people have a lot of problems and we can't treat people like cookie cutter, you know, like, oh, they don't, this, this doesn't work out well, hands up, that's it then. It's like, no, everyone has different needs. Um, so I think that's what I love the most about you. Mm -hmm. Who's next? I keep losing track. Uh, it's you, isn't it? Okay. Um, what have you learned about yourself since being married to me? I guess I'm kind of trying to think between positives and negatives. <laughs> well, you could say things that you need to work on. That's that's not negative. Yeah. I mean, if I look back on it now, like in light of that question, I'm thinking that I've learned that I can take care of another person. Mm. because that's what I've done with you like for for the 19 years or whatever 20 years mm -hmm. I wouldn't really have seen myself being able to do that I mean I, I did have faith that I could do it and I wanted to do it since I was baptised in mm -hmm. 1990 but I learned that I was able to do it and good at it by being married to you mm-hmm That's good. Then. I mean, apart from the fact that I hurt your feelings so much, I did take care of you as well. Mm. Yeah, I think it kind of comes back to an earlier question. I think what I've learned about myself was I was more judgmental than what I thought. So obviously, living, being married, you're in such close proximity to another human being. Uh, things come out, and I think just being not quick to pass judgment. So I c could see that I'm like that with everyone, not just you. Um, 
and the power of encouragement that I was quick to judge and not quick to encourage. Tell me your favourite thing about this journey we have been on, have embarked on. Yeah, it has definitely been an adventure, you know, like, um, you're somebody that, want, you know, you make your mind up fairly quickly, and once you've made your mind up, you're moving forward quickly as well. Um, so... First of all, we moved around different places in Northern Ireland and then um, came to London, went to Estonia, came back. Um, just, yeah, going, your willingness to just uproot yourself. You really don't care where you live. Um, so, and when we go somewhere, I think you try to make memories. So it's like, um, even in the Estonia, that there was some really unusual situations over there. You just, you just like to make memories. So, um, you know, funny stories that you can look back on and have a laugh about, I think. Um, so yeah, that's... I think for you, not just the adventures, but actually making memories when we go on these adventures. Mm. Like going somewhere. I think, like, remember the trip we went on to Switzerland, to Zurich? Mm-hmm. That was one of my favourite trips because we went to see a band that we both liked. and But we also did a lot of um, sight, sightseeing, like history, you know, and... Um, really combined both you know so I think that was another thing you want to make it meaningful so not just making memories for the sake of making memories but it's got to be meaningful yeah I think it's almost it's the same with me like um that's the thing that came into my mind like whenever you read the question um not necessarily about yeah I mean it's it's the adventure of practicing Matthew 28 18 to 20 like and going to these countries, preaching, converting people, and then seeing what God does in their life over time. It's just like I would never have dreamed of living my life like this before I was a disciple. Mm. I would just wouldn't have had the faith to see it happening. It's inherent that a significant number of people who want to do what Jesus said have to go to different countries. Mm. They just have to do it, and not 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 to pass through necessarily but to live and know the people and get you know learn how to say things in their language mm-hmm. and, and so I think like it's it's the fact that you've been willing to follow me to all the places where I decided we would go and, I, and, I, and we, we came to Birmingham because you wanted to come here I also agreed to come here like you know because of, because it's uh, our families are so connected you know but um, yeah, so the fact that wherever we go, like even the next place we're going to move to this year, you know, you you just you're happy to go along with me, and um, and I feel like we can just take all this furniture and put it in any house. You know the way the way God's made our life now, 
we're just going to have the same feeling no matter where we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, we can have the same benefits to the, to the people that we're working with. You know, we, we have the same benefits, like in terms of how we help those people together. We can have them in our home in any place that we go to, you know. So, um, yeah, I think that's um, my favourite thing. Um, is it my turn now? I think I'll read it. Okay. When you think back to our first date, what's your favourite memory? It was weird in our relationship because um, it's like, what do you classify as a date? Because mm. we met multiple times before we actually had our first date. Mm. Like official, yeah. like you're taking me out. Yeah, um, Yeah, but like, what was our first date when we started dating? No, I, see, to me, date is like just quality time. Yeah, well, when did we have quality time before we started dating? We, you met me at the airport. And yeah, yeah. We travelled down to, to, to Delhi yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I suppose if you want to call that our first date, that sort of is. But it wasn't a date date. So you want me to go be, yeah, go the more formal route, okay. But actually we didn't have any dates before we started dating. We did, did we? Did we? Oh no, we didn't. Yeah, we, didn't. we just started dating in Dublin, right? Yeah. So that was our first date, when we started dating. Hmm. That's weird, isn't it? I never, I, I, was still, I thought about this, like, uh, not just today, like, but recently, like, we didn't, what dates did we go on? No, actually, didn't we go on a date with, um, the guy from Armagh, uh, the two, he, they were both from Armagh, uh, he married that Cali- New Caledonia girl with the blonde hair, and then... Raymond? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we went to the um, Louth guy's house, and Deirdre... Harmon? Yeah, Harman. we went to the Harmons, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that they, was before we were dating? I think so, yeah. I don't remember that, being before we were dating. Yeah, because the day, the day we started dating, we didn't go to anyone's house. We went for a Chinese and then yeah. we met everybody in the pub afterwards. Oh, yeah. But before that... We were on a date. I don't know, I don't no, I'm getting confused. Date, it was in Dublin. No, the Harmons were out in Meath. No, no, no. They were still living there. That was before it, the church broke up. Because they were still living in Dublin. The Harmons? Yeah. So we went to the Harmons' house? Yes. I don't remember that. Yeah. Let's just take it that it was our first date. It was when we started dating. Yeah. Because you can't so. even remember anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say it was Dublin, right? So what's your Um thing? I think the creative side of it, which was like you took us that Catholic church on the bridge. So um I just thought that was so creative, like so basically for the for those who are listening, um we met in Dublin. I'd just been down to my grandmother's in Offaly, which is like 70 miles away. So I met James in Dublin. Um, he sent my suitcase off to a friend's house. Remember in the taxi? Don't you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> he met me at Houston and then you asked the taxi man to drop my suitcase off. And then we went straight up to this bridge. And, O'Connell Bridge. Yeah. 
And you know, Dublin's a really beautiful... I mean, it, it's, it was like a really dirty Dublin before, but the architecture is beautiful, you know, Georgian architecture. So we went to this uh, O'Connell Bridge, is it? Yeah. And then it was twilight. I think it was dark anyway. Uh, when we went in, and it was all these candles. And then you gave me a Bible and... The sacristans arrived yeah. as we were arriving oh. to open the chapel oh. for a mass that was coming up. Yeah. So it was dark, and then yeah. they switched the lights on yeah. on the altar, yeah. just on the altar because they were. So we were sitting like twenty rows back yeah. in the dark, sort of semi in the dark. Yeah. So it's, it, it just really spoke to both of us because it was our heritage, you know, what we'd been raised with. It was in Dublin, you know, everything about it was very cultural. Um, but then you got the Bible out with the Bible that you gave me and you did this chain reference to say, basically ask me to be your girlfriend. And um, I just found it all very creative that you kind of just weaved everything together. Mm. Yeah, for me, like it's that when, when we walked up to Stephen's Green and we got into the carriage. Oh, yeah. It was a closed carriage, wasn't it? I thought it was an open Was it an open one? Yeah. I don't remember. I think it was closed. Well, it was maybe semi-open. Yeah. So the bit that we were in was, yeah. was what was covering us. And that, and then they took us down to the Chinese. Like That was like surreal. Yeah. That was surreal, holding your hand, yeah. sitting in a carriage. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. This is like a dream. Yeah. You know, the, the, the sound of the horse like yeah. trotting along the streets, you know. Like, mm. I was looking out the window kind of thinking people must be wondering who we are, you know? Like we're like we're VIPs or something. <laughs> yeah. It sort of felt like that. And I think somebody given me a fifty pound note. It was note. No rant. it was my aunt who gave me the money. Yeah. And that was what paid for the car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we needed to pay cash. Mm. So it was kinda of like, wow, everything's laid on. Like I didn't, I don't think I remember planning that horse and carriage thing. No, it was because yeah. we had the cash and then yeah. we just did it. Uh, so yeah, that was our first date, right? If you could give advice to disciples wanting to date, what would that be? Right. Right. So boss. how long have we got? <laughs> so basically, I think the number one thing is that uh, don't don't base who you date. Uh, on physical attraction that's the number one thing you know like um, too many I just keep hearing it again and again I've always heard it for 30 years oh, I'm not really attracted to that person and like that is the worst possible basis for for dating somebody man or a woman like and I did it I already did it twice and I, I went on dates with everybody I went on dates with black sisters Asian sisters you name it, every shape and size of sister that there is, I was completely open to going on dates with everybody whenever I was, uh, and I did it every week, I was on dates with everybody. But then I, after the second time dating, engaged the first time and second time wanting, asking the sister to, to be engaged and her not giving me an answer and then later splitting up with me, um, three years of dating, I, I was very reflective after that. And I thought, wait a minute, these were both women that looked very similar, white, pretty, right about the same height, right about the same build. And I'm like, that has to be something to do with my attraction. 
So I, that's when I made the decision, like, right, I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm going to have an arranged marriage. I'm going to go to India, to the churches over there, and find a sister in India who just wants to get married, doesn't care about the guy, you know, necessarily. It's about who the guy is, not how he looks, you know. And he's a, he's a disciple, you know, he's in good standing with the church. He's got a job, you know. The, the kind of staple things that Indian women think about. So that just changed my mindset completely. And then I met you. And, and I just see like everything about you being perfect. So many different things in line, you know. And yeah, you're similar to these other women, but it, it wasn't about my type. It was just about, okay, God's made this happen. It's been, it's very clear. So I think like that's the biggest mistake that I've seen people making is like thinking that that attraction has something to do with it. And mm. there's nothing in the Bible about that. Yeah. 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 Kind of similar. Um, like I remember when I was single, what I hear a lot is the list. I don't know whether that still exists now, but people had a list of, of things. And when I look back, I think I fished out one of my lists a while ago and it was just like you would actually written it down yeah oh i think i think we were a bunch of us were writing it down you know we were telling each other write write this down or whatever and um even when i thought i was being deep <laughs> i wasn't being deep at all there was so much about intellect my big thing was intellect you know and humor and it was well, you didn't get that in the end did you i did <laughs> but um yeah, so mine was more, yeah, there was some physical elements, but my big thing was personality. I kind of worshipped personality, my big thing. Um, so, you know, even with that, it sounds deep, but it's not deep at all. Um, so it's hard to think, obviously, when you're a very young Christian, it's hard to think on that deep level, what is deep, what is really deep, and then, um, you know, to really uh, value what God values. You're like, how do I learn that quickly, you know? But I think um, what I've learned is with um, obviously the opposite sex, what you're looking for, um, somebody who's got to be consistent as a, as a Christian is very important, consistency. Um, and someone who's long suffering and i know that's hard to sort of make a measurement of that be like oh are you long suffering or not you know it's uh but um i believe that you can at the same time tell pretty quickly um what if somebody's going to be like that or not essentially people sort of fixate or obsess on one person um, and I would say that's a big mistake because then you're picking. And if you say pick five people um, and just be very impartial, you know, like them all in a very impartial way. Um, and it doesn't matter what color they are, what racial background, cultural background, just whoever. Um, and then, you know, God will, God will reveal because <laughs> they'll all fall off one by one, you know. They're, You'll like them, they won't like you, or whatever. Um, but then you have the security of knowing, should you go go on and get married, that you didn't pick that person, that he, he was picked for you. So that's how I feel 
that I went wrong in the early days of dating. Close around. And cut. <laughs> wow.